Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Tina with an H, and welcome back to another episode of In Your 20s. Today, I am recording this intro at literally 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't know how I'm functioning right now. I'm still doing 5 a.m. February. If you have no idea what that is, that means you didn't listen to last week's episode with Bria Jones, so definitely go and take a listen. Um, But yeah, I have been up for two hours. I've been pretty productive. So if I sound groggy or anything, or if I sound tired, I'm sorry, this is my morning voice. Um, I, I literally don't have anything else to say about that. Today, I am joined by political consultant and media strategist, Dominique James. Dominique is incredible in terms of how she is able to really describe and answer the questions that I ask her. I do want to make note that this episode was recorded on Inauguration Day. It was so awesome to just sit down and talk to Dom about the future of America. Um, so if we refer to anything such as today or whatever, like just know that we recorded this on Inauguration Day. Throughout the episode, we're talking about all things politics. If there's anything to take away from 2020 and the presidential election, it's that we all need to be more well-informed in terms of politics. Now, I'm not saying you have to be the next president of the United States, but you should at least know more than that the three branches of government in the U.S. is the executive, legislative, and the judicial. Oh my gosh, for a second, I thought I forgot it. And I was like, oh my gosh, Tina, you really are going to have to edit this out. Throughout the episode, Dominique and I talk about a plethora of things from how she got her start on politics and working with the Obama campaign back in 2012. What does it mean to be a field organizer? How elections and campaigns have changed over the course of a decade? The best places to consume news for an unbiased opinion? Why we should care about politics? How to get involved in your local and state government if you want to be a public servant? And so much more. I personally have been learning a lot more about politics because as a side gig that I've got right now, I'm a podcast engineer for a political action committee, and I'm just learning so much, and I feel so much more informed because there's a lot of people who are putting themselves out there, raising money in order to try and make their communities a better place, and I think listening to this episode is a great start. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you learn a lot from Dominique and we're going to get right into it. Welcome back to the show, guys. I am honored with this next guest. It's been a long time coming, but I am so excited to have her on because y'all better buckle in because you are going to learn so much from this episode. Today, I am joined by the lovely Dominique James. Dominique, how are you? I'm doing well, Tina, with an H. How are you? Happy Inauguration Day. (laughs) Happy Inauguration Day. I am like so excited. I bet you've been glued to your TV and socials all day long. Uh, I totally have, totally have. But coincidentally, I've also had a uh, training earlier today with some college students that are interested in launching a career in public service. So for you and I to talk today, for it to be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's inauguration to do the training, it's all just the stars are aligning. And I'm so excited for our conversation. Yay. Well, I just want us to get right into it. I asked this to all of my guests, but the first question I have for you, it doesn't have to do with public service or politics, but it's just for us to get to know you a little bit better. So 
you don't mind answering, how old are you? And what is one random fun fact you learned while in your 20s? <laughs> uh, I am 34. So uh, almost midway through my 30s. So I can look back. It's not too far, but I know I got some good stuff ahead. And a fun fact or something fun that I learned in my 20s to be honest, was to live it up. And there's no time like your 20s. And so when I say live it up, experience as much as you can, do as much as you can, have as much fun as you possibly can, because it's a it's a heck of a decade. Um, and it's something I, I look fondly on. Obviously, we can't live it up too much just because, you know, <laughs> Auntie Rona is still here with us. So live it up with a mask until we all <laughs> get the vaccines. <laughs> I like that. That works. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get your start in politics? Absolutely. Uh, So I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. And when I tell my personal story, especially as it relates to how I got involved in politics, I always mention my hometown. Um, I grew up uh, with an amazing mom, single parent, raised three kids, don't know how she did it. And while I always had a passion to serve, um, or I'd always cared about my community, I should say, I had never really imagined a career in politics, if that makes sense. It just wasn't on the specter of things that I considered based on where I was from and just, you know, how stuff was going on in my community. So I uh, went to a proud graduate of Spelman College. And in Spelman, I had a number of internships as well as part-time jobs to help, you know, pay my way through school. I was a waitress. I did retail. Um, I also had uh, some corporate internships. And it was through those internships where I got to see the corporate side of life. And after I got my full-time job in corporate, I then realized that um, the gray cubicle wasn't for me and my heart was really with serving people. Um, so that's when I quit my corporate job um, and got started in this wacky world of politics with a guy we may all know named Barack Obama. Um, I started my political career as a field organizer on his campaign in North Carolina. And that's what really catapulted me into this world. Um, so since my time on the Obama campaign, I've been fortunate to work on a number of political campaigns from president all the way down to an advisory neighborhood commissioner. I've been able to travel and live in different states. Um, I also served as deputy White House liaison to the Environmental Protection Agency. And I share all of these experiences because I think politics is one of the few industries where you can have that range of experience in such a short period of time as well. Um, and so this couldn't be a better time, again, as we welcome a new presidential administration for you and all of your listeners to um, start to think about how you can either pursue a career in politics and public service or begin to take charge in your community. When you're talking about how the uh, great cubicle life wasn't for you. I was literally just nodding my head like, yep, preaching to the <laughs> choir. I had an actual gray cubicle. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah, because you think it's like when you see it on TV, you're like, oh, whatever. It's probably not that bad. And then, I mean, this is it depends on the person. But even for me, I was like, I need to get out of this cubicle. I just feel like my creativity is being drained by the second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And actually, to be fair, there's a lot of um, great things that can happen in corporate. 
Um, and especially now, uh, we see, you know, corporate and private sector, to use some industry jargon, really leading the change in a lot of really important ways in our society. And funny enough, as a, you know, now an entrepreneur, I technically have my own, you know, kind of cubicle desk job as well. But I say all that to say, we live in such a special time in life. I um, mean, especially in your 20s, I think we are often indoctrinated or we're taught to believe that life has to look a certain way and happen a certain way. And for me, it was like, go to school, get a job, you have a job, work your job, you're cool. And just you have to listen to that little voice in your heart, in your head, whatever is true for you. And don't be afraid to express yourself um, in a new career path. And for me, my career has led me to, uh, to politics. I love that. How did you um, end up working as a field organizer with the Barack Obama campaign? Uh, well, funny, funny. Um, I'll say one life advice for the listeners, especially in your 20s. Um, and this is something I found to be true in my life and of most, if not everyone I know. Uh, your network is your net worth. And um, I can't overstate the importance of making sure to build a network, not only of people within your certain within your particular age group, but also with people who are older than you and in the industries that you want to go into, um, because these are really going to be the people who you know either carry you along with them on their particular journeys or open doors for you that you cannot open yourself. Uh, so I ended up on a political campaign, and I'll actually caveat, this is something I shared um, with a group of students earlier. Um, I encourage everyone to work on a political campaign. Um, hands down, it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling career experiences that I've ever had. It's also the most challenging uh, career experiences that I ever had. And because political campaigns are so intense, um, you're, I almost say it's like dog years. So you'll experience in <laughs> nine months what some people will take a year or two to experience in just their professional career. So that is my plug for getting, um, working on a political campaign, whether it's your school board or for president of the United States. Uh, so in my case, um, I uh, had always been active in leadership development and community service work. And it was a mentor of mine who uh, was connected to some people in the Obama administration. Um, at that time, they were gearing up for the re-election campaign. And we coincidentally hosted an event for uh, an administration uh, official on campus. And again, I continued to nurture that relationship. And so when I got to a point uh, when I was ready for a career change, I was like, I have to leave this corporate job. I reached out to my network and said, I'm ready to leave. Here's what I'm passionate about. Here's what I think I'm good at. Who do you know? Um, and that's when someone introduced me to someone on the campaign. I interviewed and was hired as a field organizer, and the rest is history. That is so cool. And here's the thing with me is that when you're in school, they tell you network, network, but they never actually tell you how to do it. And as someone who's fresh out of college, I'm learning now how to network just mm -hmm. by my own accord, figuring it out. Like with us, I just connected with you through LinkedIn and send a message like, hi, mm -hmm. hope you like want to come on the show. So I think that's absolutely amazing. As a field organizer, what were some of the things that you had to do? 
Oh, goodness. Um, a little bit of everything. So you want to think of a field organizer as the boots on the ground for um, a political um, candidate. And some industries, um, you know, they may have an equivalent in sales, you may think of as a sales lead, um, or a nonprofit, you may, you know, that job title may be your community advocate or liaison. So a field organizer is the person who is responsible for building relationships uh, in the community with grass tops leaders, as well as with grassroots leaders. In addition, your field organizer is the person responsible for building the volunteer capacity of the campaign so that you can knock on doors, make phone calls, and do everything that a campaign needs to win. Campaigns cannot win without field organizers, and it's such an important role. And again, when you talk about skill set, so being able to um, to network, form relationships with people, organize teams, do public speaking, uh, rally troops, host events, you name it, a field organizer has to do it. It really is, like you're saying, so much work, but it also looks so great on a resume because you're growing that skill set. Your things that you never even thought um, you would have to do, you end up doing because you have to, everyone has to do their part. Sometimes there are going to be things that you don't want to do. And it's just like you have to do it for the greater good. You have to do it for the cause. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking back from Obama's reelection and then after how many years has it been? Like almost don't, nearly. Don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had now we're at um, two presidents after him. When you're looking at, you know, how the Biden campaign and even the Trump campaign how they were going about, you know, campaigning along with COVID. What were some things that you noticed that were different from when you were a field organizer? Uh, First and foremost, uh, I think the importance, uh, well, I'll say one, awareness. So uh, for this most recent campaign, we had the highest turnout in um, history um, in terms of voters. And that's something that I'm really, really proud of uh, because we're a democracy. And our democracy works best when when people participate. And more often than not, I think that people are, you know, the people who are frustrated with the political process, it's because they don't see themselves represented. And sometimes it's because they aren't engaging. And I've learned that politics impacts every aspect of our lives. And so to see first and foremost, so many more people, I believe it's 150 million, eight and seven, 15. Yes. So about 150, 160 million people participate. That's one of the biggest differences um, or things that uh, I've noticed comparing races or election cycles, as we call them. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is the importance of media and communication and how it's so important in getting out your message. But also it's uh, important in terms of making sure that you get out the right information. And just the way that we use media was so different in 2008 and 2012 and the different platforms and voices that um, were available. And so, you know, for me as a you know, political consultant and media strategist, you know, I'm mindful of, you know, what I say, how I say it, where it's going, and making sure that I elect and empower um, leaders, brands, and causes that are preaching positive change, if you will, in the world. 
It's interesting that you bring up media because over the past few years, there's been a sense of animosity towards politicians, the media, like literally someone could just turn on the news and they'll just say like, oh, that's fake news. I don't believe Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. As a journalist myself, I'm just like, no, you have to actually like do your research to see what outlets are you listening to, watching, because some are more opinion based and they've always been that way. You're Mm -hmm. hearing other people's perspectives. So in terms of people who are trying to get their news and learn more about politics in general, what are some outlets that you would recommend that have a pretty unbiased opinion? So um, in terms of, um, well, I'll answer the question in two ways. One, I encourage you and your listeners to uh, take in a range of um, political opinions. So make sure you have a diverse kind of media group or news group, if you will. Uh, sometimes, and especially now, we become so polarized, especially when you get into the weeds of algorithms and how social media, everything works. We're really just, um, you know, putting ourselves in silos, right? And we're just hearing an echo chamber of our own thoughts and beliefs. And society is constantly evolving. And I think technology forces us to have to evolve quicker, especially socially than um, you normally would. So first and foremost, make sure that you listen to a, a range of opinions and you figure out you do everything that's fact-based and figure out what the truth is or should mean for you. Um, I, you know, regularly listen to a lot of the, you know, mainstream networks. So MSNBC, CNN, uh, believe it or not, I also listen to uh, Fox News. Uh, I encourage everyone, you know, to listen to National Public Radio. Uh, again, a great uh, nonpartisan, very objective, um, as well as the Associated Press, very objective news sources. I would also encourage you to um, follow some uh, elected officials, and in particular, a lot of elected official leaders. Uh, more often than not, I've found that people get frustrated with our government and the political process because. They don't necessarily see change happening. But on the backside, and to play devil's advocate, I almost say it's the people who are doing the work. Sometimes their voices aren't elevated or amplified enough. And so we get into a chicken and an egg conversation. So for whatever your particular passion area or interest area is, be sure to follow the leaders. Um, they respected, you know, experts, elected officials, etc. in those particular industries, and kind of see what is going about or going on now in your industry. I think that's great. You know, I this year, not even this year, I want to say more so mid halfway through 2020, I started to realize that I was seeing all of my social media was like influencers and just things that are really pretty. And I was like, this is a great way. I'm spending all of my time on social media that if I'm not watching the 6 p.m. news, 6 o'clock news, I have no idea what's going on in the world. And that was -hmm. was so frustrating because I'm putting myself in this bubble where I'm there's so much happening in the world, not just even within the U.S., throughout Mm -hmm. the entire globe. Mm -hmm. So I've made it a point to follow political leaders and follow journalists from some of my favorite news organizations, just so that way my feed is diversified. Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of um, 20-somethings are probably like thinking, so who do I follow? I will say there's this joke going around on Twitter right now where it's like (laughs) with AOC. So it's a joke where AOC can just say something like, 
impeach, period, and it'll get 5 million likes on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, probably. Yep, sounds accurate. And it's like, it's become a joke because she's just so like, she just tweets like a millennial, like her age group. Um, But I think just going back to the whole, you know, following these people, it's really important to do so. And guys, diversify your feeds. It's really going to help you out. And my follow-up question to that, Dominique, is why should we care about politics? And this specifically goes for those people that say, oh, I don't really care about politics. That has nothing to do with me. Why do politics have to do with them? Why should they be paying attention? Excellent, excellent question. And I want to answer it in two ways. Um, One, using your example about AOC, um, I think one of the reasons why she's such an effective communicator is because she is younger and she's a digital native. And if you understand my point about, um, you know, sometimes the people who are the older elected officials are more established, they don't have the profiles. It's because 20 somethings are not working in politics. So they don't know how to get their message out in really fun and creative and effective ways. And so for you and your listeners, it's really a prime opportunity for you to do what you do best and really be the voice and the champions of whatever issue you care about and go solve and find, you know, find the gap, find the problem and show people how it can help. Uh, I remember a story on um, Joe Biden's campaign. I think there was a like a 20 something year old. He was the rapid response director for Joe Biden's team. And he was trending on Twitter for a while because he cut together some video and People didn't think that he could do it so fast. And he was like, look, y'all, I'm just good. But I woke up like this good, right? This is what my generation does. This is how we think. So, so important for you guys to get involved in politics because a lot of our, um, I think a lot of our political leaders could have more effective messengers and teams. And that means we need people like you. Uh, The second reason why I would encourage, uh, you know, 20-somethings to get involved in politics is because every aspect of our lives is impacted by politics. Now, this doesn't mean that it has to be a negative thing, but uh, you have to put it in context. And so if you really want to put yourself in a position to influence change and to be the change maker and to create a world in the way in which you see it, Politics is a great way to make that happen. And the perfect example is actually what inspired me to start my company. Um, I volunteered at a career day um, at a local middle school. And um, I had I just left the Obama administration. I had all of this, you know, paraphernalia. I had my Obama, you know, plates and this and that and stuff that said White House on it. I just knew that these kids were going to love it. And it turns out they were not impressed (laughs) with anything I had to do. (laughs) And so, you know, I asked them, what are the first words that come to mind when you think of politics? And this was right at 2017. And they said, Democrats, Republicans, bombs, wars, Trump fighting, etc. And I thought, oh, God, you know, how can I save face? That was not the you know answer I expected. Um, and instead, I asked this group of middle schoolers, well, what kind of change would you like to see in your community? What could you change if you could? Because I personally view politics as a form of community service. And these middle schoolers said, you know, I wish we had healthier food in the cafeteria. Uh, I wish we had a a clean playground. 
Uh, you know, sometimes my family and I have to go to bed hungry because businesses on our side of town close early, but they don't close early on other sides of town. And I don't quite understand why. And for me as a political consultant, I realized that many, if not all of those decisions um, are happen in our political environment. So from the kind of lights that you use to trade negotiations to business deals where people can and cannot build real estate. A lot of that happens um, in politics. If you look now and you see a whole defund the police movement, we want to take money out of police forces and reinvest it in communities and areas that have been underserved. Um, Many, if not all of those decisions actually require and involve political leaders. Uh, So again, I encourage you all to get involved in um, politics in some way and incorporate it into your everyday lives because the very things that you're fighting for and that we want to change, we need political allies and leaders uh, to make that change happen. For those people who are trying to be more engaged within their local and state governments, what are some ways and steps in how they can get involved? Uh, Absolutely. So first and foremost, um, you know, let's start local. Um, So know who your mayors are, your city councilors are. Um, Start going to um, some virtual or excuse me, some of your local meetings and kind of see the discussions that are coming, you know, that are happening in your in your um, immediate community. That will start to give you a glimpse of the kind of decisions that are on the horizon. And again, the kind of changes that people are discussing for your community, whether or not you're involved or engaged in it. Um, the second area or way I encourage people to get involved in politics is to um, volunteer. Um, so this can not only be with community organizations, but also with political campaigns. There's an election almost every year in the country. Someone's always running for office. And so if you really want to kind of see firsthand and understand the kind of process of how one goes from a political candidate to getting your message out to the community and then governing it. Um, Political campaigns is a great way to do that. And it's something I always look for in people I hire and work with, et cetera, uh, because there's so much you're going to learn in a political campaign. Um, And the third way I would encourage you to get involved, and this is a a plug if you don't mind. Go for it. There's an amazing um, nonprofit. I used to work for the nonprofit, served on the board. Now I'm a senior advisor to the organization. Um, It's called College to Congress. And they have a free, I will repeat, a free uh, training program that um, is specifically focused on helping college students, so juniors, seniors, recent grads, et cetera, um, learn the skills they need to land internships and pursue careers in public service. So again, the name of that organization is College to Congress. And those are some of my go-to resources and kind of best practices on how to get involved in a um, in politics. And I can say the fourth, reach out to me. Um, I do want to commend you, Tina, um, for literally just reaching out on LinkedIn and, you know, um, and inviting me to share in my experience. And it couldn't have happened at a better time. Oh, I am so happy that you answered. Like, <laughs> I, I should be saying thank you because, you know, I think with Gen Z and even millennials, we sometimes just get in our heads and we don't even 
think we're just so down in the dumps about politics and we have a distaste in our mouth when in reality we've got so much opportunity to really make change and to have our voices heard because like you said we're the digital natives we're the mm-hmm. ones who are able to have these conversations online like and if you see some of these posts and whatnot they're getting 500,000 likes or whatever just from local politicians community organizers because the they're making a difference. And that's what makes me so passionate to learn more and to try and be informed about politics. Because guys, I even told Dominique, I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I really want to say that I'm informed, but I don't know that much about politics. If someone asked me to tell them the top news stories, I would not be able to tell them. I just mm-hmm. figured out who like Mitch McConnell was maybe a year ago. When I say that out loud, it's like, whoa, Tina, like, come on now. Most people know who Mm -hmm. he is. But it's also like, that's just how it is. And you guys, it's really important for us to, I don't want to say stay focused because there's so many places that you can put your focus on, but it's just to be aware. Absolutely. Since it is, you know, inauguration day, so exciting, very hyped for it. I'd just like to ask you, what's a policy? What are you hoping to happen under this new administration? Because the work is just starting now. We've got a long way to go. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, I do not envy Joe Biden. Um, I'll have to say President Joe Biden or Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. We can get used to saying that um, because they have a lot of work ahead of them and there's a lot of problems. But two things I'm particularly... um, passionate about one um, education and in particular making sure that our youth, our kids, youth and college age students have the resources and tools and support they need to thrive in this new world that we're in. Um, That's a whole nother podcast, um, but uh, education has always played a critical role in my life, um, especially being a Pell Grant student. Um, So I know how hard it is to kind of figure out your path. So Education is something I'm really passionate about. Um, And another area I'm particularly um, uh, tracking and interested in are uh, small businesses, supporting our small businesses and owners through this crisis, um, this pandemic and the fallout. Um, And I saw a a news story a few weeks ago that said in December, over 150,000 jobs were lost. Majority, like 150,000 of them were women. Um, And the majority of them have been women of color. And so as a woman, as an entrepreneur, um, and as a small business owner, um, I know how hard it is to not only launch and sustain a business, but I've seen firsthand how this pandemic has really devastated so many communities and so many families. And a lot of small businesses have been forced to weather this crisis without the support that they really needed. Um, And I think a lot of it, unfortunately, has been caught up in the political process. So I'm really looking forward to what um, the Biden-Harris administration is going to do to lift and empower women, um, but also support our small businesses and um, other entrepreneurs, because we're really the backbone of this economy. And we are the ones who are, you know, hiring and supporting so many other um, um, people. So money and education are my two things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will definitely also be keeping my eye out on those two. But I've got one last question for you that has nothing to do 
with politics or community organizing. It's just to give our listeners a piece of advice. If you could give 20-somethings today or if when you were in your 20s a piece of advice, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Use your 20s to your advantage. And we mentioned this earlier um, about networking, but everyone loves you know, 20 year olds. And you'll find at this stage in your life, people are going to be so open and receptive to supporting you. And um, so use that to your advantage. So make sure that you network and not only collect business cards or DM people, but follow up with them and start building the relationships that you need to carry you uh, into the future. But there's no greater time than in your 20s. So I look forward to everything that your generation is going to accomplish because we need y'all to help clean up this mess we got going on. <laughs> We're here. We're ready. ready. <laughs> like, like, put us in, coach. <laughs> exactly. Dominique, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I want to give you this time. If you want to talk about politics with purpose, if you want to tell people where you can find you, the virtual floor is yours. Okay. Uh, simplest thing will be just to share my website. Um, and there's a contact form. Um, but I'm visible on all of your social media platforms as well as LinkedIn. Um, but my name of my company is Politics with Purpose. And the website is politicswithpurpose.com. Awesome. I'll be sure to leave that, guys, that link and everything else that Dominique has mentioned in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. And guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in to another episode of In Your 20s. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on Instagram at In Your 20s. That's 20s with a Y-S, not an I-E-S. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. So until then... My name's Tina with an H. Stay safe, wear a mask, watch the news, and I'll catch you next Wednesday.